Hey, uh, God's at work today uh, in some cool ways. Um, Beverly, I'm going to need some help. Uh, and Charlie, I need you to help me today in just a second. Um, um, God's really spoken to Maggie today, and she, she's going to be baptized at the end of this service. So I just need to tell Robin so she doesn't miss it. And then, Charlie, if you could help Maggie in, with all that, the shirts and all that stuff over there. It'll be at the end of the service. Isn't that awesome? It's, it's awesome. It's an answer to prayer for us. Uh, and, and, you know, here's the thing. It, it, isn't it tough to see God's hand when you're in the middle of maybe trials or difficult times? But hindsight's twenty twenty, right? You, you can always look backwards and go, you know, see how God worked in the past. It's kind of where the disciples were. We're... we're um, you know what a what a cool day we're, we've experienced so far, and and um, you know the disciples over and over again. Jesus said to them, "I'm I'm going to rise from the dead. I'm going to die. I'm going to rise from the dead." And we can look back at all the narratives of Scripture and all the things that took place and go, "How how could they miss it?" But 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 many people missed the resurrection, um, and um, you know today. I was reading my, my time with the Lord this morning in Psalm 30, 31, verse 24. It's the last part of Psalm 31. It says, Be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. And sometimes we have to wait on the Lord, right? Um, but right, right now, you may be in a spot where you're waiting on the Lord. Uh, James, I think about your baptism today. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we, we, we just saw it, but um, we waited on the Lord for you, You're, and, and, and the Lord was at work in your life, and I think about that time that we were at Matt Eats, and I thought, you're going to get saved at Matt Eats right here, and, uh, and I thought, we're right here at Matt Eats, we're gonna, you're going to get saved, but you were like, I'm not ready, and, and I left that lunch going, wow, I thought, man, I, uh, we had to wait. And then that day you came to my office, not, ex- not, re- not thinking you were going to come to the Lord that day, but said, I'm coming to Jesus. And I, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall at your, lunch, at your dinner that night when you told them. But uh, I heard about it. But we waited on the Lord, and God moved. You know, we've been praying for, for Maggie, and this baptism discussion for, for us has been going on for a while. And to be in this moment, and God spoke to her. And said, hey, it's, can I do it today? I'm like, well, sure. Water in there. Uh, um, we got stuff, sure. Um, you know, the resurrection of Christ, I've encountered it. I've encountered the resurrection of Christ. It's shaped my life. It's changed my life. It's shaped my past. It's, 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 it's uh, restoring my present and it's preparing me for the future. The resurrection of Christ does this. And, and today it's my prayer that we encounter the resurrection in kind of a new way. I'm so glad you're watching online and, um, you know, thank you for joining us. I know we have a lot of people still online. And, and, and for several months we've been shining the light on the, on the preeminence of Christ. On the idea that, that Christ is not just prominent, but Christ is preeminent. 
that, that he's Lord. He is, he's not uh, like everybody else. I mean, there's a lot of, of um, religions vying for our attention, trying to get our attention, right? There's a lot of, um, of, of talk about the divine that's trying to catch us, catch our, our attention. But, but Jesus stands out among every, everyone. Now think about it. When you think about Jesus, Time Magazine or anybody, they, they will point to Jesus as one of the most influential people in the world, uh, or in history. Now, we would say, I would say he's not only one of the people that are most influential, he's the most influential uh, figure in the world. Now, that's interesting, because think about what Jesus claimed. He claimed to be God. He allowed people to worship him as God. Now, when you think about the list of most influential people in the world, he's the only one on that list that claimed to be God and allowed people to worship him as God. Because most people that claim to be God and allow people to worship him as God, they make the list of the top 100 most loony people through history, right? Um, You're like, okay, whatever, dude. Uh, But Jesus not only made the claim, but he backed it up with his actions, right? The people that saw him uh, live said, who are you? you got to be from God. The people that, that watched his end of his life saw him die. But then he rose from the dead. Oh, my goodness. Jesus is who he claimed he is. And now this morning, we're in um, this passage. It's a long passage. We're at the end of Matthew 27. And we're going to dip over into Matthew 28. It's kind of where we are today. It's a little bit of a long passage, so let's jump into it. It's a really interesting um, <clears throat> resurrection encounter. It was the resurrection encounter. And we're preparing for Easter. And you might say, Chris, uh, you're running the story. Jesus didn't rise from the dead till Easter. And now we're, we're ahead of Easter. Well, we're looking at a bunch of different resurrection encounters. Stand with me. We have a practice. We stand in honor of God's word. So let's stand and read God's word together today. And we're in Matthew 27, starting in verse 62, and we're going to end through 28, verse 15. So let's read this. It's a little long, but I think it's, it's a really cool story. Verse 62, the next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, sir, we remember how that imposter said while he was still alive, after three days I will rise. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest the disciples go and steal him away and tell the people he is risen from the dead. And the last fraud will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, you have a guard of soldiers? Go make it as secure as you can. So when they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard, now after the Sabbath, um, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek 
Jesus who was crucified. He's not here, for he is risen, as he said, come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up to him and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. While they were going, behold, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priest all that had taken place. And when they had assembled the elders and taken counsel, they gave them a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, Tell people his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story has been spread among the Jews to this day. And this is the word of the Lord. Thank you. you Maybe seated. Now, after the after Jesus said, remember he said, it is finished on the cross. After that moment, there was an earthquake. And it was crazy. It was crazy. The, the earth shook. The, the temple was ripped from top to bottom. It, clouds got dark. And, 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 you know, it was not a normal crucifixion. It was not a I mean, crucifixion among Romans were, were like Tuesday. It was like a normal day for them. They did a lot of those. But this crucifixion was different. There was different things taking place. It was, there was some supernatural stuff going on, and it was a little bit, a little bit crazy. And, 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 and Matthew tells us right here, after the earthquake at the, resur- at, the, at the crucifixion, there was another earthquake at the resurrection. Now look back at verse 62. It's just interesting. Let's process this passage. The, the next day, that is after the day of preparation, this is so interesting to me. The chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate. And said, Sir, we remember how that imposter said while he was still alive, after three days I will rise. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people he's risen from the dead, and the last fraud will be worse than the first, they said. And Pilate said to him, what does he say? You got a guard? You got, one of the, you got guards available to you? You have soldiers available to you? Go make it as secure as you can. So, so they went, and they sealed the stone, and they set a guard up. Now, um, here's what's interesting. Uh, when I look at this story, and I look at this moment, point number one is, is clear to me. The, the, the circumstances of Christ's burial confirms the reality of Christ's resurrection. When you look at these circumstances, it confirms that Jesus rose from the dead. I mean, I mean think about it. It's, it's interesting that these, this, this is going on. Jesus, it's almost like God looking backwards. You see God just kind of directing things like, this will be good. I want, to, I want to solidify the fact that I've risen from the dead, so I'm going to move uh, the chief priests and the Pharisees to help me by putting a guard up and sealing it with the Roman seal. Okay, that's interesting. And it's also interesting that, that it's the chief priests and the Pharisees that remembered it. Because the disciples, what they seemed to do, they, they fled. And they seemed to forget the resurrection plan, right? 
And that's, that's, that's crazy to me. Looking backwards, we saw last week, if you were with us, in Mark, Mark chapter 8, chapter 9, and chapter 10. What did Jesus do with the disciples? Mark chapter 8 says Jesus told them plainly that he was going to be beaten, he was going to uh, suffer, he was going to die, and he was going to rise. He says that in Mark chapter 8. He said it to him again in Mark chapter 9. He said it again in Mark chapter 10. And, and look, Jesus said it plainly, but the disciples, it's like they forgot. It's like they didn't believe it. It's like they couldn't, they couldn't understand that Jesus would actually do that. But it's, these, it's the enemies of Christ that remembered and responded to that resurrection promise, right? It's the enemies of Christ that say, hey, you know what? He said he was going to die and rise from the dead. We better do something about this. Because what if there is a plan like that? What if he is going to, what if the disciples are going to steal the body? Well, so they put a guard up. Now, a guard, his job, like if, if a Roman guard made a mistake, he got killed. I mean, they weren't like, oh, it's okay, buddy, try better next time. No, they were like, we're cutting your head off, dude. And so the, these guards, they weren't afraid of some fishermen, right? The, these Roman soldiers, they weren't worried about this uh, tax collector, Matthew. Oh, he's a tax collector. Ooh, I'm scared of him. No, they weren't afraid. They, now, the zealot, maybe, they, he would have been a little tough. Or the sons of thunder, J James and John, they might have been a little bit of a force, but the Roman soldiers were bad dudes, right? See? Uh, <laughs> Lord's helping me today, man. I may preach a long time. I don't know. Um, but uh, that was good. Um, but this is like, here's what's next to my notes. Luke 19. Luke 19, you know what happened? There was an earthquake, right? There was an earthquake. And, and, and so they post these guards at the tomb, and an earthquake happens. And, and you know what? The, the, even though the Roman guards were ready for... Uh, for a disciples coming, they were like, I'll whip their rear. They weren't ready for like earthquakes and super and an angel. That is so funny. It's so funny to me because he not only knocks the stone away, he sits on top of it. Like, what's up, man? What's going on? And, and I can just see those guards. The Bible says they were like dead men. I don't know. I don't know what bodily functions they lost in that moment, but maybe a few. But you know what? The rocks cried out. The rocks cried out. Because why? Jesus rose from the dead. Remember what Jesus said in, in Luke 19, 39 and 40, Jesus was coming into Jerusalem. It was a week before this. And he's coming into Jerusalem, and, and everybody's singing praises to Jesus. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Luke 19, 39 and 40, the chief priests come to Jesus and say, Hey, would you tell your guys to shut their mouth? You know what Jesus said in verse 40, Luke 19, verse 40? He says, he replied to them, If they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. And you know what happens at the resurrection? The stones could not keep quiet because God rose from the dead. Jesus rose from the dead. So the stones started crying out, and it flipped out these soldiers. That flipped them out. It's a pretty cool moment. Now, we're going to notice something later about the soldiers, but let's move on to verse 5. But the angel said to the woman, the angel's there, and 
The, the soldiers are like dead men. They're, they're frozen with fear. Do not be afraid, he says to the women. For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He's not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Look at this. And behold, verse 9, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up, took hold of his feet, and worshiped him. And Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Notice that. Don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee. Notice this. There they will see me. Now, now these ladies, they encountered the resurrection, and what did it do? It moved them to worship Christ. You know, that's one of our values in our church. One of our prayers as a church is that we, we are known that we worship God. We worship Christ. We see the revelation of God as God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And, and God the Father is, has created everything we see. God the Son has saved us. God the Holy Spirit is at work right now in this place. And, you know, they worshiped him. You know, I pray for my children that they leave my home and they go worship the Lord. They worship the Lord. What is worship? It means giving worth to God. And it's my prayer that, that everybody from our church, that we're known for people that don't worship a pastor. We don't worship a denomination. We worship Christ. We worship God. That's who we worship. The ladies worshiped. And it reminds me of that old song that we used to sing in youth group a long time ago. Remember, Ain't No Rock gonna cry in my place as long as I'm alive I'll glorify his holy name and I'll tell you I don't want a rock to cry in my place these rocks cried out and the earthquake happened and it was what a moment what a moment it was and, and you know it's interesting these ladies they took off with to tell the disciples, some of these soldiers, some of the soldiers took off to, to, to talk to the wrong leaders, talk to the chief priest. And, and you know that the disciples looking back, backwards is hindsight's twenty twenty. We can look back and we know that the disciples really came around and embraced the resurrection. Um, some of these soldiers spread lies about Jesus and about what happened. But, but look, look, look at what's happened in the world. Here we are still seeing lives change. Our lives have been changed. The, the resurrection continues to be proclaimed. And, and God's moving all over the world because, let me tell you, let me ask you this, who can stop the Lord, right? Who can stop the Lord? You think these soldiers could have stopped the Lord, the chief priest, or the Romans could stop the, stop the Lord? No. Um, here's an unmistakable reality. Point two is this. Jesus really did rise from the dead. I want you to know that. He really did. And, and over and over again, we see in this passage, he, he's saying, like I told you, just like I said. Jesus did just what he said he would do. And you know what we can recognize and glean from this? And it's so important for us to understand. Do you realize that God keeps his promises? He, he keeps every promise. 
Every promise that God has made, he will keep. Every promise God has made to you, he will keep. Every promise God has made to humanity, he keeps. God keeps his word. And, and we see this over and over again. Verse 10, look at Matthew 28:10. It says, Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid, he says. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Now, now don't be afraid, he says. Uh, can you imagine how the disciples felt when they heard this news? He's alive, and he wants to see us. That's a moment that probably if I were in that boat, I'd be like, oh, oh crud. He wants to see us. I can imagine James, John, and Peter going, oh, man, uh, we fell asleep. He was sweating drops of blood in the garden, and, and he told us to wake up. He told us to pray with him, but, but oh, I was just so tired. I dozed off. I fell asleep, and I wasn't there to protect him. Now he's back, and he wants to see us. I can think of all the other disciples. We, we ran. We, we bailed on him. We took off, and he wants to see us. But notice what Jesus said, don't, don't be afraid. And, you know, we can look back, and we, we understand how, how the disciples were impacted by, by the forgiveness of God, the grace of God. Peter, if you read his book in 1 Peter, you see over and over again how he was amazed at the, at the inheritance and the grace of God, the forgiveness of God that changed his life. Here's what I want us to know today. You realize that God is patient with our doubts? Even when we doubt him, even when we're a, we're, we don't believe him, he's patient with us. But here's, we got to see this. God keeps every promise. And I don't know what you came in here with. I don't know what kind of fears or what kind of struggles you came in here with. But we need to know that God keeps his word. That God's patient with you. And you may have walked in the door and you're like, you're looking at God with a stiff arm. Like, I don't, I don't want to see you. But God's patient with you. He was patient with his disciples. He, he's patient with us even when we make mistakes. You know, when we've seen those baptisms today, and you know what's amazing about salvation is when Christ comes into someone's life, he forgives you of your sins past present, and future. That's how big his forgiveness is. But, but here's, here's what he said. Hey, guys, go to Galilee because I'm going to see you. Do you realize that seeking Jesus is always the best thing to do in your life? Guys, come. I, I want to see you. And, and they saw him. We can look back and see what happened. When, when Jesus saw him, he didn't go, guys, what would you do that for? Why would you bail on me? Oh, he said, I love you. Peace to you, he says. And Christ transformed them with his forgiveness. And it's such an important lesson for us because no matter who you are, what you've done, what kind of failures you've had, none of it is bigger than the forgiveness Christ offers to you. And seeking Jesus is something I pray you do. That's what the disciples did. You, you can come to Jesus. You can seek his will. 
You can seek his heart. You can seek his wisdom. And you know when you do that? You know what Matthew 7, 7 says? Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you for whoever, whoever asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. If you'd come to Jesus, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, he'll save you. Look at verse 11. I think this is interesting. While they were going, behold, notice this, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priest that all, all that had taken place. You know what? I don't think all of the guard went in. I, I think... <clears throat> I don't think all the guards bailed on Christ that day. I think, I think there were some of the guards that said, okay, uh, wait a second. I, this guy died, and there he is right there. It, it, I think some of these guys were that Matthew, they followed that Matthew 2754 guard. Remember him? Remember that guard? That, that was the guy that was at the foot of the cross, that, that, that centurion that was a part of the execution and, and a part of, the, the, of that whole moment. And as, as that guard was standing there, what did he say? Remember Matthew 27, 54 says, this guard looks up at Jesus and says, surely this was the Son of God. And the reason I think we know the details, that Matthew knew the details here, because not all the guard went. I think some of the guards said, I need to switch teams today. It's like Malchus. The moment Malchus is the guy that got his ear cut off by when they were arresting Jesus. And, and, and remember, Jesus picked up his ear and healed it. Now, Malchus, the reason I, he's in heaven, because what a knothead if he didn't come to Christ that day, right? But I think these, some of these guards said, I'm going to follow him. You know, Someone in this room needs to switch teams today. You may have walked in with this stiff arm with the Lord, but look at the sadness of verse 12. Look at this. When they assembled with the elders, some of the guards went back and they assembled with the elders and had taken counsel. I wonder what that counsel was like. Boys, Houston, we got a problem with how they probably led with that. I don't know. They gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, tell people. His disciples came by night and stole away the body while we were asleep. I can't tell you this guard's like, I don't want to tell them that. But, but I also don't want to die for this deal. How, how can I save my life? Because it was punishable by death to fail in your duties, Right? But they failed. So let's tell them the disciples whipped us. Okay. In verse 14, I guarantee you this was a discussion. Because he's like, well, wait a minute. If, my, if the governor hears that I got whipped by these fishermen, I'm dead. Oh, so they clarify it. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. 
So they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story has been spread among the Jews to this day. Now, here's where we need to land here. Point three is the resurrection of Christ is, is by far, it's the focal point of human history. You know why? Because it's true. Jesus rose from the dead, folks. He conquered the grave. Who else has ever done that or could do that? Who else could face that kind of, give us that kind of news? Who else has brought that kind of news? No one. There's a lot of religious leaders in the world, but all of them have died and their tombs exist. Guess what? We don't go visit the tomb of Jesus. We try to find it, but we don't know. He's not there. He's alive. You know what that proves? You know what that shows? Shows us that, that, that Jesus really is God in the flesh. And I want you to know that Jesus was not just a religious teacher. He, he was, he's God in the flesh. That's who he is. Jesus rose from the dead. You know what that tells us? That the Bible's correct. That's what it says. The Bible's right. The Bible's true. This is why we, lead, we, we teach it. We, we listen to it. We turn our face to it. You know what else it says? The, because the resurrection of Christ happened, death is not the end. Death's not the end, folks. I, I sometimes um, question myself as a pastor because I feel like I talk about death all the time. Too much, I sometimes think. But, but the truth is, I don't talk about it too much. Because like Ecclesiastes says, the end of a thing is better than the beginning and that we need to, we need to recognize death's not the end. It's the door to eternal life. Do you know what else the resurrection tells us? Do you know that future judgment will actually take place? That's what the resurrection tells us. The Bible tells us that every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. That's what the Bible says. Folks, we're all going to stand before God. We all will. You know what else it says? The resurrection tells us that eternal inheritance awaits every person. It awaits everyone. The question's going to be, where will you spend eternity? That's the question. Where will you spend eternity? Because this passage is so interesting that because you see this this these two destinations, these two outcomes. And they have humongous implications. You know what you see in this? You see Romans 1, 20, right in front of us. It says, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. Do you know no person will stand before God and have an excuse? No one will. You know, in all honesty, when you think about Revelation, 
When you think about how God has shown himself to us, we can all look into the skies and look at the universe, and we sang that song about the billions of galaxies and the stars, and we can look at that and go, wow, there's got to be a creator. Generally, God has revealed himself with overwhelming evidence that there is a creator. But, but when you think about the specific ways God has revealed himself, through Jesus, through God in the flesh, through the cross, through the resurrection, it's clear. There's a path to heaven. And you know what I've discovered in my life? Most people, they, they don't reject Christ based on the evidence. That's, that's not why they reject Christ, because in all honesty, any thinking, rational person can look at the evidence and go, yeah, that's, that's pretty compelling. Most people don't come to Jesus because they just, they just want to go their own way. You know, Isaiah 53 says he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. But we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each one of us has turned to his own way. That's our problem. We don't want to submit to the call of God, the will of God, the heart of God. We want to, we want to be in charge. Can I tell you, when you come to Jesus and when you, when you finally put your faith in him, when you have that moment that James had in my office where he said, I'm going to trust Christ as my Savior. I'm going to put my faith in him. That's where life begins. When you come to the moment that Lisa came to when she says, you know what, I'm going to put my faith in Christ. I'm going to trust him. That's where life begins. You know, as my sweet Maggie has grown up in a pastor's home, you know, that can be a confusing childhood because you hear so much. And to watch her wrestle with her own faith and come to faith in Christ, it's an answer to prayer. And this is an answer to prayer for us. You know, when you think about the opportunity you have today, I, 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 I want you to know salvation is so big. It's hard to get into the weeds of it, but here's what I know. If you come to Jesus today, He'll save you. I'll come to him. Learn from my daughter here on instant obedience, obeying the Lord now. Learn from Lisa and James. I want the world to know I've been saved. I don't know how God has spoken to you. I'm going to ask Brad if you'll come down today. So I'm going to go help Maggie get ready for baptism.
right now. So if you'll come to the front, Brad. Um, our altars are going to be open. And um, come to Jesus today. Josh is going to lead us in a song, and then after that, I'm going to get to baptize my, my, my baby girl. That's awesome. Follow the Lord today. Would you stand where you are? Lord Jesus, we love you. We look to you. Move us now. Lord Jesus, move us. In your name. Amen.